We at On The Way Home would like to acknowledge the original stewards of whose lands this podcast is recorded on. In York Region, we recognize we're on the traditional territories of the Wendat, the Haudenosaunee, and the Anishinaabe peoples, and that this is the treaty lands of the Mississaugas of the Credit. And in Vancouver, we acknowledge that we are on the unceded territories of the Coast Salish peoples, the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh, whose presence on these lands continue to this day. Welcome to On The Way Home, a podcast dedicated to the issues surrounding homelessness and the incredible experts making a difference in the lives of homeless people. Remember to subscribe to the podcast anywhere you're listening and share it with a friend. Welcome to On The Way Home. I am your host, Michael Braithwaite from Blue Door. If you're looking for a different podcast, you're in the wrong place. But if you care about housing, homelessness, health, justice, equity, all these different things that we talk about that are uh, interrelated, you are in the right place and hang on there. We do a, a, about a 20 to 40 minute podcast with incredible guests this week, no exception. And I was just saying to our guest offline that, you know, this day and age when you look at the news, there's so much negativity. This is a positive story um, and very, very cool. So can't wait to tell you about that. But, but before we get to that, uh, let me just tell you a little bit about CAEH, our partner in this podcast. CAEH and Blue Door work together to deliver this podcast. They do incredible work all across this country. Uh, and some of that work we're going to talk about today, uh, one of the things they do is they have a Built for Zero Canada program. And if you want to be a Built for Zero community, reach out to them at CAEH.ca. We'll hear more about one community today that has done so with great results. So you want to get on board. It's, it's key to preventing and ending homelessness across the country. Uh, so they're doing great things. And of course, their big conference is coming up. Uh, go to their website, check that out, sign up for that. Uh, it's the biggest conference of its kind uh, in, I think in North America too, not just in Canada. They have an option to go to attend virtually if you don't wanna travel. And if you wanna travel for the first time in two years, it is gonna be held in Toronto this year. So check it out. They've, they've released also uh, some of their keynote speakers are incredible and they've also uh, released some of the people that will be presenting at the conference and the best and the brightest from around the world. So check that out. At Blue Door right now, we are super stoked. The region of York, our friends, our partners who do great work there uh, and their partners housing York who do all the housing pieces have built a modular 18 unit um, transitional housing uh, new building at Blue Door uh, on one of the sites uh, regional sites and Blue Door is going to operate this and we're super excited by the time you hear this podcast it should be up and running and to add 18 units of affordable housing uh, to the stock in York region is a wonderful news and the building's super efficient um, it looks really cool it's beautiful lots of natural light so congratulations to the region of York and to the Blue Door team uh, on this it's very exciting let's get to today's guest today with me I have uh, Danielle Nielsen and she is the supervisor of housing programs and homelessness prevention for St. Thomas Elkin. And she's been doing that since October of 2020. So right in the thick of the pandemic she started, uh, Danielle's been working in homelessness and housing in both the public and private sector for over 20 years and is very passionate about uh, the work. And you'll see that today, I'm sure. Her education and experience are both in local government and social services, a great mix. Uh, she both works and lives in St. Thomas Elgin and is honored to be able to serve her community in this capacity. Very cool. I love the passion. She's inspired every day by the degree of compassion and collaboration she observes in St. Thomas Elgin and 
hopes to continue serving this community for years to come. We hope for that too. Danielle, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Michael. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Well, listen, we ask the same question, um, first question each time to every guest. There are similar themes, but it's different because it's different for everyone. What does home mean to you? It's such a great question, and I would be so curious to hear the different answers that you get. And I would anticipate there's probably some common themes, but truly it's a, a, a really personal question. And um, I would say for me, home is so much more than just a roof over your head. I think home also needs to incorporate a sense of stability, uh, security, safety, and most importantly, that sense of belonging. So I would say that's what home is to me. Oh, that is good. It's succinct, it's short, and to the point. And yeah, you hit on those themes there. Here's the common theme that people don't talk about are, is really the physical structure, right? That's not what they're talking about for walls and a roof. It's all those things you just mentioned. Very, very cool. So you, you obviously get it and you should be working in this sector. Uh, Danielle, can you tell us a little bit of what homelessness looks like in the community of St. Thomas Elgin? Sure, yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, and I anticipate it probably looks similar in St. Thomas Elgin as it would in other uh, Canadian municipalities right across the country um, when you consider sort of size and scope. So St. Thomas itself is a smaller urban city. Uh, so homelessness in St. Thomas is uh, more prominent um, and probably more visual uh, than in other areas of our county for sure. Uh, we have an emergency shelter located in our downtown core and I'm sure like other cities uh, it can be a rather busy space sometimes. Uh, so it certainly does highlight uh, the people in our community that are experiencing homelessness and, and the work that needs to be done. We also experience in St. Thomas things like urban encampments and trying to find the right uh, strategy and response for ensuring that people who are in encampments are supported and also trying to mitigate the concerns that you know surrounding community members and, and business owners and providers that might not understand homelessness as acutely. Um, that they're also feeling heard and supported. So similar challenges I'd imagine that other cities are experiencing. And then in Elgin County, which is more of a rural area that surrounds St. Thomas, homelessness tends to be more hidden. Uh, and in, in that respect, it requires um, a very different approach to how we go about uh, uncovering that hidden homelessness. Uh, so recently, we invested in a rural homelessness system navigator, uh, and a part of her work is really promoting and communicating with the rural areas that she's available. Uh, and as a result, uh, we've seen some significant improvements in terms of rural homelessness in our area as well. Very cool. And what I love too, I love about your title too, is that the word prevention is in there. And that's uh, fairly new across Canada, around the world, where we were just for the longest time, of course, reacting mm -hmm. to homelessness. And then it finally dawned upon us that in order to end homelessness, we have to prevent it from starting in the first place. Uh, do you know much about, uh, you know, you've been there for a couple of years now. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the focus on prevention? For sure. Um, one of the things that is really exciting for, for me uh, joining this community is to see how collaborative um, people across our community are in terms of trying to uh, not only react to homelessness but to prevent it. Um, and I'm not sure that it has been well defined in our community or highlighted in terms of the incredible work uh, that's done in that area. So. 
the example that I could share with you that I'm a bit more closer to uh, is in our social services office, I work quite closely with Ontario Works. Uh, and often our Ontario Works um, caseworkers are, uh, well, I'd say m in most cases, they're working with people living in deep poverty. And so the thread between someone living in deep poverty and having less resources than someone else uh, and an occurrence of homelessness can be thin sometimes. Uh, and our Ontario Works caseworkers are just incredible about how they go about wrapping around that household uh, to ensure that it's not just the financial component of support that's being uh, delivered, but also looking holistically at what else the family or the person might need in terms of achieving stability. Uh, and when they're stuck, uh, they'll pop into my office and ask if they can interrupt me uh, and, and engage me in a bit of a brainstorming session to look at opportunities for prevention. Uh, and that's incredible. And I, I had that um, aha moment myself, actually, um, after confirming our reduction, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more. Uh, it's so easy to become focused on the moves from housing to homelessness when you're trying to analyze how did we achieve this? Like, this is incredible. Uh, and then I had a caseworker interrupt me. And after they left my office, I just had that moment where I was like, it's, it's not only about moving people from housing into, or homelessness into housing, it's also about preventing them from ever touching that system. And so those numbers really can't be driven down if you don't have measures in place uh, that help to prevent uh, people from slipping through the cracks and, and landing into an occurrence of homelessness and, and onto your by name list. So that's what I would share with you around prevention uh, in St. Thomas and Elgin. Construct, a social enterprise by Blue Door, provides high-quality residential and commercial construction and property services in the greater Toronto area. More than a business with a heart, Construct is a real solution to preventing and ending homelessness. Through its eight-week paid skills trades training program, complete with wraparound supports and on-the-job work experience, Construct lifts people out of poverty and into opportunity. To hire Construct for your next project, or learn more about Construct's employment program, visit constructgta.ca. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's, it's interesting, I think, you talk about what we didn't realize for the longest time. Prevention can be very, very inexpensive in the sense that what your OW workers are doing are just asking questions, mm -hmm. right? Instead of saying, here's what I need, okay, here's, here's what we're going to get you. It's asking a few more probing questions. And, and through those questions, you might discover something where they don't need to go into the system and they don't need to start down that slippery slope, right? Absolutely. Um, and we've seen that through diversion, et cetera. Um, now, a while back, your community uh, chose to become a Built for Zero community. Can you tell us why you did and what does that mean? Sure. Um, yeah, so it was in early 2021, a few months after I had started. Uh, it was already very much on my director's mind to become a Built for Zero Canada community. Uh, and once I was sort of situated into my role, she was like, get us there, Danielle. Like, what do we need to do? Um, and um, once we uh, had that focus and that vision and had reached out to Built for Zero Canada and determined that it was very much a possibility for us, uh, we brought that out to community, uh, we brought that to our council, and we had unanimous endorsement across the community that St. Thomas Elgin definitely wanted to be a Built for Zero Canada community. Um, and some of the reasons for that is um, the momentum that comes with feeling like you're part of a national movement. Uh, this isn't just about your singular community working towards an objective goal. It's really about collaborating and, and coming together as a country to say homelessness isn't okay and we really need to get to a better place in how we support our community uh, to achieve housing stability. 
part of what we really love about Built for Zero locally uh, is the opportunity to ensure that we have quality data. Uh, without that, it's very difficult to strategize and, and to ensure that your investment plans into resources like housing with supports and, and homelessness prevention and, and reaction um, are, are matched appropriately to community need. And so that's a huge benefit that comes with being a part of the Built for Zero Canada movement. Um, and nowhere near as painful as someone might think uh, in terms of uh, if data is not your comfort zone or perhaps an area that intimidates you. Built for Zero is so supportive and, and so willing to hold your hand throughout the process and, and get you to where you need to be. Uh, the other part of why we wanted to be a, uh, a part of the Built for Zero Canada movement is the opportunity to celebrate. I think as you noted, Michael, when uh, you opened that there's so much negative news related to homelessness uh, where you know people who are on the ground are seeing that positive news and those posit positive outcomes all the time. But without um, a plan for how you celebrate that and communicate that, the rest of communities might not uh, be aware of that incredible work. So one of the things we really appreciate with Built for Zero is that they're monitoring our progress and they have those set milestones to be able to celebrate you uh, when you are achieving those outcomes. So it's been a great experience. Yeah, and I'd say great experience. We're, and I'm gonna tell you why too. Uh, recently, we learned that your community saw a 25% uh, reduction in the number of people experiencing chronic homelessness. Congratulations, that is incredible. Uh, what were some of the activities that took place to make this happen? You know, some of the activities would be sort of your usual suspects. St. Thomas Elgin uh, has really committed to investing in housing supports. Um, and housing resources. Uh, we've worked closely again with Built for Zero and as a community to ensure we have best practices in place like a quality by name list and a coordinated access system that ensures that we're matching people to those housing resources that need it most. But then some of the other elements that I firmly believe contributed to this reduction are less obvious. Um, and I think it really is the, the heightened level of collaboration that exists in St. Thomas Elgin. Everyone across um, stakeholders, decision makers, community service providers, they're all willing to do whatever it takes uh, and come out of their lanes uh, to do that work when it's necessary and it's just remarkable and incredible. There's also a significant amount of dedication and compassion across this community to support vulnerable people. And I think some of those softer skills is also what really contributes to how those more concrete opportunities to reduce homelessness can move forward and, and help a community to drive those numbers down. Love it. I love it. You talk about compassion and quite often that gets lost in the fray of data and other things, but compassion absolutely matters. Now along the journey uh, in doing this, what have been some of your learnings or have there been any surprises? Yeah, they well, that one moment that I shared with you earlier about the Ontario Works caseworker coming in while I was busy analyzing all of our housing outcomes was definitely, I don't know if it was an aha moment, but certainly a reminder to me that this isn't just about reaction. It's so much to do with prevention as well. Um, the other uh, surprise I would say is that, um, like any other Canadian community, we're in a housing crisis and it feels like housing resources are scarce. Um, yet, month after month, we manage to have these incredible housing outcomes in our community. And it really just tells you, like Built for Zero, one of the things they promote is that you should have a mindset of abundance. 
Um, and so in the absence of lots of housing to choose from, our service providers are still able to come together collectively and find those housing opportunities and match people to those resources month after month. Uh, and I just think that that is really incredible given the current climate, not just with the housing crisis, but also with going through the pandemic. Uh, so it tells you that you know the work can be done uh, as long as the commitment and the right approach is in place. And absolutely, you're, you are getting it done. Uh, now, what you're here, I know you don't want to stop at 25%. What are next steps for the community? Yeah, so there is no slowing us down. And I would say that our reduction is probably more motivating than ever before because it's validating. Uh, you know, on those days when staff are tired or, you know, feeling like they're spinning their wheels and, and then you get data like this that validates that, Yes, you're tired, but it's working. What you're doing is working. Uh, and not that we want to encourage people to overwork themselves or overextend themselves because self-care is so important. Um, but we continue daily, weekly, monthly to strategize and, and tweak our local uh, practices and protocols to ensure that we're continuing to match resources to people uh, who need it most. Uh, we also have uh, recently partnered with Indwell which has been a fantastic addition to our community. We work quite closely with other service providers as well. For example, YWCA Elgin and CMHA Thames Valley have been long-standing supportive housing providers and highly valued. And we're glad to have Indwell come on board and complement the work that was already existing. Uh, so looking forward, uh, we have two more builds coming from Indwell. One will be ready this spring. Uh, and the really exciting work that's happened with Indwell here in St. Thomas Elgin is that we have full commitment for tenant selection through our by nameless processes. Uh, so we anticipate uh, that we will achieve the next uh, milestone uh, with Built for Zero, which is a 50% reduction, hopefully uh, early on in 2023. Wow, congratulations. And, and that's, I mean, the timeline is just incredible. Uh, it's inspirational for the rest of the country. If uh, people want to check, check out what you're doing, uh, find out more about the work you're doing, where can they go? So we actually are in the process right now of updating our stthomas.ca website to reflect all of this really great community work. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have an ETA on when that website update will be completed, uh, but I would certainly welcome anyone to reach out to me directly anytime if they'd like to learn more or hear more about the great work in St. Thomas Elgin. Very cool. Where can they do that? I assume yes, email? Yes, so my email address is dnielson, N-E-I-L-S-O-N, at stthomas.ca. Awesome. It has been a pleasure. Congratulations on the great work. I have no doubt you're going to hit the 50% and beyond. Thank you so much for coming Thank on the you, show. Thank you, Michael. It was my pleasure. Awesome. Well, listen, one of the common themes that I heard throughout that, that Danielle talked about first talked about collaboration with the rest of the country, right? You're not alone. There's great people doing this work. Uh, and that's the build for zero. When you become part of that larger Canadian community, there's all those supports and learnings from people that have done this across the country every time it's done. Even collaboration within uh, the, the community. We talked about St. Thomas Elgin, right? There's collaboration with everyone doing it for so long. All of us have been working in silos, doing our own things. When we work together, we work smarter. And then within her own office, collaboration between Ontario Works and her office, the collaboration there where we can learn more and have those aha moments. Collaboration matters. Look at the results, a 25% reduction in chronic homelessness, edging towards 50%. This stuff works. Go to ch.ca, check out their Built for Zero team, their amazing team. 
reach out to Danielle if you, you need to hear about her experience because it's been a wonderful one with great success. Listen, we are so fortunate to have great guests like Danielle on this podcast. I guarantee one thing that we'll have another one next week. And we'll see you then on the way home. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast, but we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better, check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com. And listen to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.